This is the WHL This Week Radio Edition, presented by the Western Hockey League. Here's your host, John Keane. Hey, welcome to the show. This week, the past, the present, and the future. The past, former Edmonton Oil Kings forward Jake Neighbors, now a full-time member of the NHL St. Louis Blues. He was back at Edmonton. He stopped by to check on his old team. We'll hear from Jake later. The present, the Red Deer Rebels, in some rare air when it comes to best starts to a season in the WHL. General Manager and President Brent Sutter will join us in moments. And the future, 43 WHL players have been named to NHL Central Scouting's Players to Watch list. We'll have the breakdown and to round out the show, WHL Player of the Week, Mazden Leslie of the Vancouver Giants will stop by. First up, the Red Deer Rebels are out to their best start in franchise history. Troy Gillard has more. Chatting with Red Deer Rebels owner, president, and general manager Brent Sutter. Brent, with the team entering the weekend 11-0 on the year, obviously lots to like about your club. What perhaps has impressed you most about what your team's been able to accomplish so far? Well, I think that probably the, you know, our goaltending has been certainly been uh, has been good for us uh, with having two rookie goaltenders. Uh, not sure, not really sure where it was going to go at the start of the year. Um, you know, and both of them had okay training camps but not great but when puck was dropped for opening night uh, they both have played very well for us and you know it certainly has given our team confidence and for the most part our players have played well yet the goalies are always your backbone of your of your team and the coaches have done a great job of uh, of working with them to get better the coaches have done a great job of making sure our kids are prepared not getting too caught up in you know where we are in the stands or anything just focusing on each game as it comes along and uh, and for the most part we've played some pretty decent hockey obviously when you go 11-0 you can't complain about too many things but I will say this it's a long year uh, as we know there's peaks and valleys throughout the year and there's a lot of things can change certain you know change when you get traction which we have right now it doesn't take much for it to go the other way so we got to be guarded on that too so but for the most part it's you know, I'm not going to sit here and say it's this, this, and this. We got to be better at. There's, you're 11 and 0, but there are things that we certainly have to continue to pay attention to and making sure that uh, you know we're doing things right every day. Kind of a fine line to walk the line between being able to enjoy what this team has accomplished so far and keeping the focus where it needs to be on that next game coming up. You know, I think with the experience that Steve has had as a player and playing at the next level, and I've had. Uh, you know as a player and playing next level in between him being the coach me and the manager it's you know I think the players see we're all pretty even keel guys and I think for the most part the players have stayed stayed that way too the team does take the reflection of the coaching staff on and uh, they've done a great job of like I said earlier preparing these guys making sure ready to play every night and uh, you know and just being motivated every day to get better and be better Obviously tough losing Ben King uh, the way the club has. is he, He's going to be out for the next uh, a couple of months. But uh, even before he came back from camp with the Anaheim Ducks, this team was playing good hockey up to that point, and the challenge will be for them to keep playing that moving forward without the sniper in the lineup. Well, you know, I you can't do anything about injuries, right? And it's always like, you know, I'm not going to ever use injuries as an excuse. It's the next, you know, next man standing, let's go. And, uh, and you should never... Uh, um, look at injuries as an excuse and one two your structure your team 
is uh, and the way you play is truly your identity and your insurance all the time as, as a player in the dressing room that who doesn't matter who's in your room there's a certain way your team has to play and number one is you have to certainly have the work ethic at a high standards at all time at all times and you certainly want to play a real strong team game and a very structured game and uh, we've certainly have done that um, you know and I look at Kinger's situation hey he came back from Anaheim it was a pleasant surprise obviously to get him back it's unfortunate that he's got hurt but he will be back at some point this year and when he does come back it'll be the best trade we made this this whole season so you know you're going to add an elite player into your level sometime after the new year so we're excited about that to happen and on a positive side negative side you don't want to see injuries happen but they do in our sport and it happened to, to kinger and now we'll just uh, get it taken care of get it looked after and uh, when he comes back we're certainly welcome back to the lineup Chatting with Brent Sutter about the Rebels' start to the WHL season. Uh, Brent, you've done some tweaking with this roster along the way to add some new bodies here over the last few weeks. How do you like the way this team is coming together as a group now? Oh, I like You know, it, it's, it takes time, you know, for sure. But, you know, everything changed and all of a sudden, you know, we got Seds back, so we had to make a decision there, and we ended up trading Gus. And then, uh, um, and then you know, we weren't expecting Kinger back, and we get him back, so we have to make another move. And then... But it happened to be, you know, all of a sudden you're moving two 20-year-old defensemen out of, your, out of your lineup. And, you know, we had to replace that. And that's what forced us to go out and get get uh, Gislason out of uh, out of Prince Albert. And, uh, you know, and Andy was in a situation where, you know, he wasn't really overly happy here with the role he had in our team. And he's an 18-year-old player. And we end up making him available to get the get the defenseman that could help us with our depth and stuff and but then to replace Andy you have to go and get another player so we were able to get a forward uh, get, you know we got Gene Jr. out of Tri-Cities so it's funny how it all works when you start the season you know you know we're pretty stable we're fine all of a sudden you're getting these top 20 year olds come back and you got to make some decisions and uh, but those decisions you have to have depth on your team also and uh and we certainly have added some depth and it'll take you know it's going to take a little bit always does when a player comes to an organization and expectations here with our team and stuff are certainly different from where they came from and uh and just with where our team is at today and so it'll be an adjustment it has been for them and it's adjustment for the coaches to get them playing to the level they want them playing at and to our standards and and with where, like I said, with where our team is at. So, um, you know, I've been happy with it. And, yeah, it's gonna, it'll still take some time. It's going to take time. Looking forward to seeing how it all turns out. Brent, congrats on the great start so far, and thanks for this. Yep, thank you. From the drop of the puck to the Ed Chenault Cup, this is the WHL This Week Radio Edition. He was a late return to the Edmonton Oil Kings last season and bolstered their WHL championship roster. Now Jake Neighbors is making his mark with the St. Louis Blues. He spoke with voice of the Oil Kings, Andrew Peard, about his season so far. Yeah, it's been really good, I think. Uh, you know, personal level, I think I've been playing well. And, you know, we're getting our feet under us and, and starting to play a little bit better. And, um, you know, it's exciting. I think we got a really good group and, and just excited to keep going. You got the nine games in last year. How much did that help the start of this year for you, just being comfortable, being used to, you know, the pace of play at the, at the NHL level? 
Yeah, that's the number one thing is just the comfortability and, and kind of knowing what to expect. Um, you know, it was an eye-opener for me last year to play in those nine games and, and see the level that they play at and um, just gave me an idea of, uh, you know, what type of shape and uh, how high I needed to raise the level I was playing at to, you know, consistently play here. So um, it's been really good. I think I'm a lot more confident around in the, the second time around here and um, just kind of keep it trending upwards. Uh, take me through the goal you scored, uh, I guess it was a week ago now, about um, not quite as nice as the Teddy Bear Toss goal you scored last <laughs> year, but uh, very similar, slicing through the D and, and finishing on the back end. Yeah, it was just kind of a, a good structure play by our team, and uh, you know everybody was on top of their checks, and uh, Puck just kind of popped to me in the middle, just you know turned down the gut, tried to pull the trigger on it right away, and I couldn't really get a grip on the puck, and um, brought her my forehand, saw there was a guy in my way, tried to get out of the way, and uh, goalie had kind of stumbled, so I uh, had the glove side and just tried to tuck her home there. So, uh, How cool is it you got to just take a spin around the, the Oil Kings restroom? Obviously, it hasn't been that long since you've been here, but just seeing you know Rogan and Jimmy and, and Luke and Josh and all those guys again. Yeah, it's super special. Um, you know, all those guys have been here. My, uh, you know, Rogues and Piercy have been here my entire tenure. And, you know, Jimmy and Mal is coming in a bit later. And, um, you know, Mike and all these guys. So you develop so many relationships when you play here for uh, such a long time. And, um, you know, I'm so thankful for my years here. And, uh, you know, I kind of grew into a man and, um, you know, went through some ups and downs and uh you know whatever you want to call it and um you know the staff's done so much for me in in my lifetime and you know i owe them a lot so uh anytime i can come back and help out or say hi and, and just grab a coffee with them is um something i'll always do for sure i want to ask you about uh, obviously the run last year as you guys finally after two years of not having your chance to to go on a championship run you, you not only go on the run but uh, you fulfill it uh winning the edge Chanel cup here in edmonton just you know, when you reflect back, it's not too long ago. What, what do you think about what, what made that group so special? Man, I just I think it was the group of guys. Just um, you know, it was kind of a team. Some pieces came here and there throughout the year and trades and whatnot. But the core group of guys that you know was here for my four years was so tight. And um, you know, the pieces that came in did such a good great job of you know accustoming to our culture and bringing different ideas and. Um, you know, it was just a group where everyone was so open-minded and, you know, no ego um, overdid the other. But, um, you know, everyone did have kind of their own swag, and I think that's something you need. And obviously we had a, a ton of players move on to pro and, um, you know, school and whatnot. And um, you just see the talent, um, you know, afterwards now, seeing everyone at the pro ranks and whatnot. It's, it's really cool. And, um, you know, I think obviously what we did on the ice was very special, but, I think if you were to ask any of those guys from the team last year, is all the memories we made away from the ice and, um, you know, all the, the win celebrations after each round of playoffs and um, going golfing and stuff like that once the weather got nice. It was just, um, you know, it was always so fun to have the, that group around. And, and, you know, we were always together, you know, almost every night. So it was just super special what we had there last year in, in terms of the group of guys in the dressing room. And, um, you know, I, I don't know if I'll ever enjoy being on a team like uh, that one again. Was there ever a point during the playoff run or maybe the regular season where you thought to yourself, yeah, I think, I think we got this. I think we're going we're gonna to do it. I think, uh, you know, there was a lot of confidence after we swept Red Deer. Um, we knew that was going to be a tough matchup for us. And I think when we got that sweep done, it was kind of like, I think the only thing in our way was us at that point. If we were going to lose it, it was going to be on our own terms. And, um, you know, we knew that. We understood that we were kind of the favorites the whole time. And, you know, it's definitely kind of a burden and a different type of feeling when you're not the underdog like we were my 16-year-old year. And, um, you know, it was exciting. It gave you a challenge. You knew a team was going to bring their A game every time you went over the board. So 
um, it was fun. Like, like I said, it was just uh, so many memories created. And um, just kind of after that Red Deer series, you knew it was uh, ours to take. The other night I'm sitting at home on a Saturday night watching some NHL hockey and flipping through the channels. I see Jake Neighbors playing for the St. Louis Blues. I see Dylan Gunther for the Arizona Coyotes and Caden Gooley playing for the Montreal Canadiens. Just, have you guys had a chance to, to maybe just talk about, like, boy, how special is this? You know, three guys have made it, and there's, you know, Sebastian Kosa, Luke Prokop, guys that probably aren't that far behind either. Yeah, 100%. I think that's kind of been the coolest thing is seeing everybody's careers kind of take off, um, you know, from junior. And obviously Gunner and Ghoul is playing in the NHL with myself. And, uh, you know, that's pretty unheard of when you get three guys go right to the NHL ranks from a junior team. So I think that just speaks to obviously the organization here, how they develop their players, me and Gunner being here our whole entire careers. And um, and the talent level that those guys have. I mean, Ghouls is playing 22-plus minutes every night for them, and, you know, Gunther's playing top six on the power play and, um, you know, both playing big roles for their team. And, and then, like you said, you got, you know, all the other guys, Swords and, and Prokop and Coase and, um, you know, Kubi, all these guys at Sachi, they're still going at the pro ranks and um, trying to make a name for themselves. So it's really cool to see, um, you know, kind of interesting to follow everyone and all the different paths that everyone's taking. And, um, you know, it's cool. They're a hardworking group of guys. I know I'll see all of them at some point. Uh, all the Oil King fans, uh, I think we're, we're all St. Louis Blues fans, or at least Jake Neighbors fans for, for the rest of your, your career. Uh, enjoy it and best of luck. Thanks, AP. Good seeing you again. 22 teams, one goal. This is the WHL This Week Radio Edition. 43 WHL players have been named to NHL Central Scouting's preliminary players to watch list ahead of this summer's 2023 NHL draft. Seven players earning A ratings, including Regina Pats forward Connor Bedard, Zach Benson of the Winnipeg Ice, Brandon Wheat King's teammates Carson Bjarnason and Noah Danielson, Prince George Cougars forward Riley Height, Vancouver Giants forward Samuel Honzek, and Moose Jaw Warrior forward Braden Yeager. A further 12 players were given. B ratings, while 23 earned C ratings. Overall, 21 of the 22 WHL clubs are represented in the players to watch list. The Vancouver Giants lead the way with five players. They led all WHL teams, followed by Brandon, Kamloops, and Moose Jaw in Portland, as well as Saskatoon with three players listed. The Western Hockey League Player of the Week. Hey, Mazden Leslie, defenseman for the Vancouver Giants, is coming off a pretty good week, not only for him, but uh, for the team. And he joins us uh, in the midst of an Alberta road trip. And I would say finally for, for you, you are from Alberta, you're from Lloydminster, and uh, to be on this central road swing, that's got to be pretty exciting for you and your family. Yeah, I think it's probably in Alberta for the first time, uh, having all my family here and just playing in the rinks here. It's going to be nice. Mazden, when the schedule first came out, uh, did you look right away to see when that uh, central swing was going to be for you? I mean, yeah, I think it's always always good to come back close to home and just play by your family and friends. But I think it's just like a just another weekend, I guess. Let's talk about your week. Uh, were you surprised at all? Usually, defensemen don't get this honor because they don't put up the points. But you had a consistent week throughout, and three games and three days over the weekend. So, uh, what was the reaction when you picked up the award? Yeah, I was a little surprised. I wasn't really expecting it, but uh, it was definitely uh, an honor. Nice work. Let's talk about the weekend. What a big win that was in Victoria. Uh, it looked like the Royals had you 5-3 with, what, about a minute and 40 to go. Walk me through that game and the big comeback win and just sort of the mood afterwards. Yeah, I think uh, we were up we were up by quite a bit of goals and going into the third, and then we kind of let them back in, and they were they got up 5-3, and then... 
the rest is history, I guess. We just scored two goals in the last minute 40 or whatever that was, and then just had all the momentum going into overtime. Oh, we were definitely really excited snapping the losing streak we had, and uh, especially in that fashion, too, it was nice. Mazden, take me through it now. You're, this is already your third year in the league because at 15 you played in the hub in uh, Kamloops and uh, Kelowna. You got a great experience, I thought, that year as a 15-year-old. Take me back to that year and how you sort of have you know used that as a springboard now for this season. Yeah, I think that was important, just being around the the older guys that were on the team that year and just getting to know how it, how the league worked back then, even though it wasn't a normal year. I just think it was important to get that experience and kind of understand what it was all about. And you had a pretty good campaign. I think you scored five goals. Uh, you probably felt that, uh, hey, this is not so bad. Uh, I could be onto something here. But what was your uh, your takeaway from that year? Yeah, I definitely thought you had a little bit of confidence coming out to the next year, but uh, obviously, a regular season is nothing like the bubble, so it was definitely different next following year. Earlier this week, Mazden, you were part of a list of 43 WHLers named to the uh, Central Scouting Preliminary Players to Watch list. A C rating? Where are you, are, where are you with that C rating uh, going into the rest of the season here? Oh, yeah, obviously you're hoping to improve that and be a little bit higher if that's an A or a B, but you just want to improve on that as the year keeps going. You're 17 now, Mazden. Who on that team do you look up to? You lost a lot of veteran defensemen, you know, year over year uh, in Vancouver. Uh, so who do you look up to there, or who have you looked up to in your Giants career? Well, I mean, Alex kennick Leapert. I lived with him when I was 15 in the bubble, so I think that was probably the main one. But I think, like, this year, I mean, you have guys like Zach Ostopchuk on the team, even guys my age, Ty Alberta, Samuel Honzek. So I think it's just important having those guys around. Mazden, what's what's the expectations for the Giants this season? This is a, a road trip that you might find out a lot about yourself here, but what sort of expectations do you have? I think we obviously want to go as far as we can into the playoffs and, uh, I guess, just make some damage. Anything can happen in the playoffs like last year. Right on. WHL Player of the Week, Mazden. Leslie, is there a building on this road trip that you're looking to play in the most? Is there a certain city or venue? What do you think? Uh, I would probably just say just here in Edmonton, just Rogers Arena. Growing up watching like all the playoff games here, I think that's kind of cool. Awesome. Hey, well, enjoy your homecoming. Uh, exciting uh, to be on the road for really the first time in your WHL career after spending, you know, basically the two years within the division or the conference. And uh, congratulations on the WHL Player of the Week and have a great road trip. Thank you. Hey, that's the show. Want to say big thanks to Troy Gillard and Red Deer, Andrew Peart at Edmondson for their help this week. I'm John Keane. Thanks for listening.